0: Guys in Shorts, your favorite podcast for all things sports, entertainment, and pop culture. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at Guys Shorts Pod on Instagram also. And, and you know what? If you haven't done it already, leave a review for us. We sure do appreciate those. A five-star variety uh, are highly appreciated. Um, and uh, yeah, it only takes a second and it helps us out a ton. So go ahead and just take a minute to do that. Uh, on the show this week, we're uh, going to give you a little update on the World Series. Who saw that coming? Nationals are rolling. I did, actually. You Did you? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, of course you did. Let's talk about that. Uh, Lakers season has begun. Just the way we thought it was going to. <laughs> the way you thought it was going to. I, I will give you that. Lakers uh, played the Clippers on opening night and uh, it, it was a loss. We'll get uh, Ben's first impressions on that and discuss the, uh, the season ahead. Plus we got some football to discuss. Rams, Raiders, there's some uh, Antonio Brown update and uh, also uh, Bill Belichick doing Bill Belichick things. Uh, also, if you didn't know, you can brew beer in your stomach. I guess it's not beer but Alcohol. there's something called auto brewery syndrome. Ben discovered this and uh, we got to talk about it because it sounds pretty awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> the human body is just, it's incredible. I love it. Uh, also, Ben has uh, some sort of surprise topic he wants to discuss and, and yeah. uh, a question, I guess. Yeah,
1: the, just, yeah. Just sort of feel it out. Kind of get your feedback on it.
0: Okay. All right. Well, Everybody bailed on us, it, so it's just me and you, my friend. I'm Jeff Wilson, and that is Ben Garcia. hoop dee Yeah! Yeah, everybody else, last minute, uh, I guess there's uh, maybe some bug going around, but... Uh, well, we had it thinking. last week. That's why I
1: was out, That's my, right. My two daughters yeah. had uh, fevers of 100, 203. Ooh. And so when the podcast day came around, it was, do I want to stick around and, you know... Yeah, not piss off the wife or do i want to be like hey peace out i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go pod and then potentially get you know you and your guys oh, sick yeah. so i thought i'm yeah. just gonna stay home
0: yeah well i mean yeah that that's fair i uh not having kids i i miss the least amount of podcasts but it makes sense yeah i i can't i can't fault you guys for it that's, that's right gotta gotta take care of the fam uh and of course hammer he's uh what did he say he's saving his credits for uh yeah. Tráfico traffico week right with uh lafc and galaxy is that next week i, I we want to say it's, i want to say it's, it's coming tomorrow. up tomorrow oh is it tomorrow i think so but okay. again i'm not a galaxy fan yeah. but i think it's this week okay so he's gonna come in probably next week and give us a update on it hopefully hopefully yeah miss that guy where should we start so much to talk about let's uh Let's discuss the World Series. We just uh finished watching the Nationals yeah. just roll game over two. Yeah. the Astros in game two. They're yeah. up two nothing and headed back to Washington for, for the next th- three games. For three
1: games. Yeah. So so feasibly they could still lose one of those three games, close out game five at home. Wow. Unbelievable! That is unbelievable against against the team that had the best record in all of baseball. Yep, and that includes the Dodgers who had 106 wins. I think the Astros were 107. And you know, American League Cy, uh, Cy Young uh, Le- uh, front runner in in Cole Hamels, and yep. and uh, Justin Verlander throwing on the hill tonight. Like those that those are some those are some big names to overcome. And Heck so, yeah. absolutely. I, my 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 initial thought with the the Nationals right now is that they are the 1988 Dodgers. Okay, how so? In, 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 the, in the sense that the Dodgers, when they made it in 1988, were a 90-some win team, and they, were, uh, they had to go up against the 100-plus uh, Met team, and no one gave them a shot at even being in the series. Okay. And they ended up beating the Mets in seven, and I want to say that they actually won game seven on, uh, on the road. And then they had to go to Oakland, who also was like 104 105 win team and nobody gave them the op- the chance but they believed they were scrappy and they had really 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 good starting pitching and and I mean the Nats right now I mean they were able to slay the Dodgers 106 wins they swept the Cardinals in the Na- Amer- uh, National League championship and now they you know I mean they they're throwing look if you think about Strasburg you think about um, Matt Scherzer and and Corbin like, th- those are some quality starters right there. And these guys are all pitching on four days rest. You know, they're coming out of the pen. They're doing everything that they need to do to win. And I'll, I'll tell you what, it's it's fun to watch. It's, it's fun to actually watch a National League team actually have a shot in the World Series.
0: Oh, yeah. A, a solid shot. Yeah. I mean, it's looking good. Especially because everybody's been kind of figuring it would be either the Astros or Yankees that would win.
1: Astros and Yankees, and, and nobody even gave anybody – a uh, uh, thought of the yeah. Nationals. It was the yeah. Dodgers were going to come out of the National League. And yeah, so you know, good on them. And Absolutely. I was actually texting back and forth with uh, a friend of the show, Mike Arajo, last night. Ah, shout out and to for Mike the, for the first time. I think in the history of life, we were actually rooting for the same team.
0: Really? Yeah. So he's he, rooting for the Nationals. He is. Yeah. And so I, I'm glad to hear that because I feel like there's that kind of default where if you're an American, if your team is an American League team, you just root for the American League. But I'm I'm all in on the Nationals. I yeah. think it's a great story. I love like you said the scrappiness it kind of reminds me of my angels when we won in 2002 coming yeah. in as a you guys you know, were wild very scrappy. Card. absolutely and you know we were just that that team that you know it was kind of you know some not really popular names around the league no real stars or anything but yeah. just a, a team that just had that chemistry and got it done
1: yeah and there's a lot to say about team chemistry and you know when you think about baseball you you think of it as being an individual sport. It's, you know, hitter against pitcher. It's, you know, fielding the, the ground ball and being able to throw to first accurately and then the first baseman having to, to pick it up. But yeah. there is something about camaraderie amongst a team. And, and you know, using your 2002 Angels as the example. I mean, those guys were, you know, pushing each other around. They were, you know, like, you know, messing sure. each other's hair oh, up, yeah. Yeah. you know, punching each other and just picking each other up when they were down. And there is a lot... Of camaraderie and and team when it comes to baseball, yes, everybody has to do your individual job, but it, it's always better when you are going in as a team. And right now, the Nationals seem to be the best team in Major League Baseball.
0: Yeah, wow. Well, I'm uh, I'm pulling for them. I am That'd too. That'd be nice. I, I, it'd be I, nice I, to see them win at home. I, I would love to see it for I, the fans. Nats yeah. in five. Yeah, there you go. That'd be good. All right, you heard it here first. Uh, good stuff. All right, shall we get to the Lakers? That's what everybody always wants to talk about. Yeah. It's a Bummer, Vic's not here. Yeah. Uh, because I'm sure you guys have plenty to disagree about, but it's a long basketball season. Hey, that's as bad for not being plenty here. of time for that. Yeah. Yep. Next next week he can chime in on everything that he disagrees with that you're about to say. Right. So we got our first look at uh, LeBron and AD. Uh, this new Lakers team. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts, takeaways. So,
1: I, I the game sort of went as I expected. I, I didn't think the Lakers were going to win. Uh, I thought that Kawhi Leonard was going to assimilate into the Clipper team, and it was going to look seamless because he's the type of player that just knows how to fit in. You know, there's there's certain players like LeBron, right? and and I don't want to pick on LeBron here, but when 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 you when you pick up LeBron James, like you know there is a certain style of basketball that you have to play to accommodate what he does best. And Kawhi Leonard really just he he does a little bit of everything. He can defend, he can take the ball to the hole, he can shoot from outside. And so really like he is just the best at his position. And by adding him to that clipper team that was already eighth seed last season, he was able to really come in, and it looks like he'd been playing with that organization for for some time. So, so that looked good for the Clippers. Um, on the Lakers end, uh, you you don't really you didn't really get to see what they're going to look like. Rondo wasn't playing. You still Kuzma still isn't playing. Yeah. Uh, again, the Clippers on the Clipper side, Paul George yeah, wasn't Paul playing. George so, was, so there was so there, there was a bunch of players that will eventually be there at the end of the season that weren't playing in the game, but. But my main take, on wood, hopefully, yeah. But my name, my main takeaway with the Lakers was that they they don't look like they have any camaraderie or any um, uh, they they just, they just don't know where everyone needs to be, right? And this this happens when you put together a new team. If you go back to like Team USA back before they built the um, the the Magic and Bird super team, um, they they had college guys, and then they built that super team, but even though these guys were older, they were all established NBA players, they knew what their roles were going to be and they came in and dominated everybody by 50 points. And then Team USA thought, well, all we need to do is get our best players and we'll always win. And then what ended up happening is when you put players together that sometimes play the same position or they they sometimes occupy the same space on the court, they don't know how to space properly. They don't know where each other is going to be. They don't know tendencies. And so that's what happened with the Lakers is that you've got Anthony Davis posting up and Anthony Davis had a great game. They couldn't stop him on the post. Defensively, you know, he he was, you know, changing shots, doing what he needed to do. Nice. But LeBron James like he lives in that vicinity. And so he found himself not really knowing where to go. And uh, so, you. you know, he was taking some shots that that didn't that didn't drop, they they just didn't flow within, you know, their offense. So so it's going to take the Lakers all season I think to figure out what this team's going to look like. And it's going to take some time. And and you know, they're going to have some bad you think losses a whole along season, the season really? It takes that long? It it does take that really? long. I personally and I know Vic, you know, I'm glad he's not here cuz yeah, I'll actually be able to tell you the story.
0: <laughs> but I can hear him in my head right now.
1: Yeah, ah, <laughs> oh, here it is. But here's my thought: is that I think LeBron James right now should be coming off the bench as the sixth man. And let me explain why. I watched him last night, and one of the my takeaways is he looked stiff. He just didn't look. He looked old. And hmm. you know when you're when you put the team that the Lakers have put together, it isn't to win this month in October or next month in November. It's to win in May and June of 2020. Yeah. And Anthony Davis at 25 years old when he comes to the Lakers goes in the press and calls out LeBron James two or three times and he's like I'm going to get LeBron to play defense this year because as LeBron has aged it's his defense that has really you know taken a step back. Okay. And you know LeBron played some really good defense on opening night but he was exerting a lot of energy and he's a 34 or 35 year old guy. You know, he's got a lot of mileage on those legs. And if he continues to play at that intensity this early in the season, he's going to get hurt. And so, you know, if the Lakers want to, him to ramp up, my thought is, is that let's bring him off as the sixth man. Let's play him 20 minutes a game for the first month, month and a half, you know, and let's kind of work him in that way. Yeah. Let him kind of get his body in tune with playing every day and then at some point, maybe after the All Star break, you rotate him into the starting lineup, and you finish the season that way. So, you, so you have some continuity, um, you know, with the Laker organization, but also save his legs. You know, playing him 20 to 25 minutes a game versus playing him 30 to 40 is going to be a significant impact at the end of the season. So yeah. that was just something that I kind of took away watching the game.
0: Makes sense, although uh, there's no possible way that would ever happen uh, because of. A number no, of reasons. Absolutely not. Can't can't they just limit his minutes? I mean, how much did he play the well, other see, night? See, that's that's the thing is that the the biggest adversary to
1: reducing his minutes is LeBron himself because yeah. LeBron's going to always come in and tell the coach and he's and LeBron he's probably the only guy in the league that's bigger than any other team. Now Steph Curry is 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 probably the other, but he yeah. he's willing to listen to Steve Kerr and to management. LeBron is stubborn. Yeah. You know, LeBron thinks that I'm 35 years old. I can play like I did when I was 28. And, you know, you know Magic and, and Walton last year, they tried to reduce his minutes. And he basically said, I'm not coming off the floor. You can do whatever the hell you want. And that's, that's a LeBron issue.
0: Yeah. It sounds like another famous Laker we, uh, we all know and love. Who, Magic? Kobe. Oh,
1: Kobe. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. But, I mean, I think that if they had talked to LeBron and said, listen, this is what the plan is. I think it's easier to to manage as Minich as a
0: six man than it is as a starter. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, knock on wood. Hope uh, hope hope that all works out and he yeah. uh, doesn't get hurt. But I'll tell you what, the Clippers. That's that is professional basketball
1: at its best. They're, really. They so they will beat the Lakers in the playoffs if they see him.
0: Ooh. I hope you're wrong. Um, so, did the Lakers make the playoffs this year? Yeah, they do. Excellent. Yeah,
1: I said forty-seven wins. I, I think it, I, if I was to bet now, just looking at Danny Green, looking at some of the guys that that they brought in, um, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on uh, he's uh, a, a, the forward. Anyway, um, I, I think that they they've got the talent. This is this is the first team in in many years that has got the talent to win. They just need to stay healthy, and yeah. that goes with any team. But if they do, they'll be in the playoffs.
0: All right. I like it. What do you think of Vogel? Any any thoughts <laughs> you know, on him yet?
1: Honestly, one one game of a sample size is yeah. is not is it's not, not much. Yeah. I I think that by by All-Star break, I think we'll be able to get a better feel for what this team's going to look like in the future. I yeah. mean, game 1 with the team that they've just put together,
0: you can't you can't grade anything. Yeah. All right. I love it. Ah, oh, basketball is back. Good stuff. Let's talk some uh football. Okay, we? let's do it, man. All right. I'm well first. I'm, I'm excited about football this yeah. week because my Rams finally uh, got back in the win beat. column. Oh. Yeah, we did exactly what we should have done against Atlanta, <laughs> yeah. which is uh, pounce on them. 37-10, to 10, uh, kicked some butt. It was good uh, for them to to feel what it's like to win again. Yeah, they and needed it. They did need it. Yeah, for sure. We're uh, We got kind of a soft schedule. We're playing Cincinnati this week in London. Um, that should be another one where we should just Absolutely. annihilate them. Absolutely, and anything less than that is a disappointment. You know so. what, though,
1: you have to take into consideration the travel to London. I wouldn't be surprised if the game is closer on the scoreboard than than you would have expected. But you 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 will come out victorious in that game. Yeah, but Thank don't you. be disappointed. Thank if, you, Ben. Yeah, don't be disappointed if you if only win by ten, okay. you know, as opposed to twenty or something All right. like that.
0: Okay. Fair enough, but uh, should be a win nonetheless. Uh, for the rest of the Rams news, we don't want to we don't want to give everything away here. But uh, we got the Rams house. You got to check that show out. where we go in depth on all things Rams. Exciting stuff. Uh, but since Ben's here, yeah, and his Raiders played. Maybe we should talk about that. How'd the Raiders do? Well, so it's funny. They had a um, bye week, didn't they?
1: No, no, it was oh. bye last
0: week. Oh, uh, oh. so they
1: were, they were playing. It just
0: seemed like a bye. Yeah,
1: so they, they, they beat the Bears in London. They surprised yes. a lot of people in beating the Bears in London. Yes. And so that put them at uh, three and two and second in the AFC West. They go on bye. So you're thinking, okay, great. They've, they've got the momentum going in, they get two weeks to prepare for Green Bay in Green Bay uh, and healthy. So, yep. you know, I mean, minus uh, Vontes Perfect, who was who is, who is suspended. So sure. So you're thinking, okay, you know what? Like, this is going to be now maybe where the Raiders step up. The Chiefs had lost two straight. You know, I, I texted you guys saying, hey, you know, maybe by the end of this week, the Raiders will be, uh, you know, in the lead in the AFC West, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, they went out and took a shit on the field. But yep. uh, I do have some comments. It was the Packers. It was the Packers. The Aaron Packers Rogers. were 6-1. Um, however... If you watch the game, it's, it's one of those things where and, and this is the beauty of the NFL is that the difference between winning and losing is literally three or four plays. And this is why uh, manage, or not managers, uh, head coaches, constantly reiterate to their team it's about turnovers it's about stupid penalties because these little, little things, I mean, a 10 yard penalty on a third down play where you now have to punt as opposed to getting a first down sometimes is all the difference. It's field sure. position. You know, maybe you get into field goal range. Now you got to punt. And so using that as the example, watching the Raider game, there was, there was three or four plays and I'm, I'm just going to kind of point them out. So there was one play where the Raiders score a touchdown. It was called back because of a holding penalty. Mm. So seven points off the board. Second, uh, where Derek Carr is running for the end zone to the pylon. He dives and reaches out for the ball. It gets knocked oh, out of yep. his hand bounds, but the ball goes out of bounds. Fumbled into the Which end zone. means
0: then yep. it's a turnover. That happened to us last so season. So that's seven po-
1: more points that are now taken off the board. Yeah. And then Derek Carr later on in the game throws an interception in the end zone. If they score those three plays, that's 21 points that the Raiders would have had. Now, you know, is that the difference in the game? It could be. But defensively, there was two missed assignments where uh, – uh, what's his name? Uh, Aaron Rodgers was able to throw wide open to some receivers, and they yeah. go for like 60, 70-yard touchdowns. Mm. That's two of them. That's 14 points. So now you think about that swing, that many points of four or five plays. My point is is that the Raiders are playing good football. They have got the talent on that team. They are putting it together. I think that John, you know, John Gruden, if you think about where they were last year – and where they are right now, yes, they're 3-3, three and three, they're second in the AFC. If you kind of just take record out of it and you watch the game, they're starting to piece things together, and that's what I like to see. If they can continue to believe in the system and they can continue to improve week-to-week, week, not make those stupid plays – who's to say that next year they you know have one more good off season and and you know maybe next year's the year. I know as a Raiders fan we say that every year but you know I'm not looking at this as I have many many years or like I'm looking at USC where it's just not even it's not even worth watching. Yep. So so yes we got our asses kicked but watch out the Raiders are
0: coming. Wow. Ben, you just turned an annihilation of your team into a positive yeah, I know. You know what we call that rainbows and butterflies uh, around here, I don't know. and I, I don't know. could not be more proud well, of you. You're welcome. Oh, So I'm going to drink to that. Yeah, well, cheers, well done. cheers. Oh yeah, woo! Drinking uh, <sighs> some Hofbrow uh, in honor of Oktoberfest out of our steins. This is uh, yeah, this is full blown Oktoberfest. That's how we do it. That is how we do it. Love it. Well, good. I'm. I, you know what I. I hate that I'm kind of rooting for the Raiders. I love it. I don't hate them like I used to. And I guess it's kind of, it's John Gruden. He's Gosh, great. dang it, I love that guy. He's great. He is just so awesome. Uh, and also that you guys kind of got the raw deal with Antonio Brown, yeah. which we got to mention that. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> which is so great. He gets screwed by tweets that he sent tweets and texts. Texts, texts. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. Texts.
1: Well, it was tweets too. It was both. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so what what happened? So Antonio Brown, he okay, so after the Raiders dump him, if you remember, uh he and I don't remember what guaranteed money was, uh, but uh it was I think it was, was the 30, 30 million. It, it was 30 million. Yep. That's what it was. So the Raiders had guaranteed him 30 million for two seasons. And then he does that shit to the Raiders in the preseason and the Raiders say, "You know what? you broke the rules, we take our money back, we don't owe you a thing. Yeah, And so Antonio Brown, at that point, was the happiest person in the world because he got out and he was able to be a free agent, which is what he wanted to begin with. Yep. And then he chose to go to the best team in the league to play for the best coach in the best city, you know, NFL city and, and, and all of the NFL. Yeah. To find out that what, 11 days later, he gets dropped by them and they're guaranteed money. So <laughs> so then what Antonio Brown does is he goes and he sues the Raiders and the Patriots for cause so that he can get that guaranteed money back. Uh-huh. So in the litigation or whatever it was in the courts uh, with respect to the Raiders and the $30 million, the Raiders come in and say, here are the tweets and here are direct te- text messages that Antonio Brown said begging for a release. Wow. You know? And so it was his wow. own words that were used against him in court, and the court threw it out and said, "Well, you're not getting any any money," what which a is dummy. fantastic.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. What a dummy! I did read in that article you sent. I, it it sounds like the Patriots might have to pay. Yeah, they probably their signing will. bonus, which yeah. is nine million. Nine million,
1: right? Yeah, but that's. I don't care. I'm not. A, I'm not a Patriots fan yeah. until the Raiders oh, get yeah. eliminated yeah. from the postseason. Of course, <laughs> of course, <laughs> then you are
0: the. So, I wonder if. Is he going to I he's going to he come gonna, back. You think he'll be, I I think he'll be back too. I think he'll have to be back cuz a guy like that he probably spends money like it's going out of style. He will be the guy you read about that's bankrupt 2 years after he gets absolutely. out of Absolutely. Him and MC Hammer are going to be hanging out and and Allen Iverson. And Alan Iverson, yep, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that that uh that wide receiver diva mentality. Yeah. He is He's all in on it, man. All in on that. And you know what? When you're young,
1: you're strong, and you've got talent, you can do that shit and get away with it. Yeah. But once you once you lose a step, uh, you know, nope. and you get dropped by the NFL, yeah. you know, you you got it. You got it, Old the, news. It's the decisions that you make now that you set yourself up for for success later. And you know the way he's paying fines and throwing you know pillows out of hotel rooms and people are calling at couches. Yeah. You know, and he's just pissing money away and. It's it's decisions that he's making, and he's he's just not a very smart guy.
0: No, it's too bad
1: because he's talented as hell. Oh yeah, but it,
0: it is fun to watch.
1: I'll tell you, for those of you who didn't watch uh, Hard Knocks, there's there's something that he did is just absolutely amazing. You know those um those those uh, machines, the pitching the, the, machines, yeah, pitching yep. machines. So he used that, and they would throw footballs in it, mm-hmm. and he would just stand there. He didn't have a shirt on, and they, they would. De- or direct it at both of his hands and he would just reach up with the left hand and he would
0: catch it like he was spider-man and, and he would do that with his yeah. right hand I, back and forth it's funny because you're watching it you're like he, he makes it look so easy yeah. you, you have to remind yourself wait a minute that is insanely difficult like even you probably are no, I, sitting there watching. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do it. First and of if all, Ben says that. Yeah, then it's then really it's, difficult. It's not possible. Ben thinks he can do everything. That's right.
1: I mean, the fact, the, the size of the football, the speed that it's coming at you, and in the ease of which he was able to basically stop it, catch it, control it, and put it down is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Too bad he's
0: crazy
1: as the day is long. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Him and Lindsay Lohan ought to get together. <laughs> that,
0: that would be great. I feel like we'll, we'll see him on an, on a season of the Real World or what? What's some reality show? That's the Doctor Drew on Drug now. Rehab. He'll there, be on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The revival of that. Him and Lilo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, before we move on from football talk, uh, you also sent an article about Belichick doing yeah. Belichick things. Yeah. It's not technically cheating. It's not cheating at all. He was following the rules, right, and actually pointing out a loophole. So, right. in in a way, you could say he was doing a public service for the NFL.
1: Right. So, so kind of my take on on Bill Belichick, and and it's it's what everybody says is that, you know, everybody's playing a different game than he is. You know, like you're you're playing checkers and he's he's playing chess. Yeah. And you know he he is a he has designed a system in in Boston or in New England where he doesn't pay for players, you know, he he's basically their GM which doesn't work anywhere else. Yeah. You know, he's been there for 15 20 years or whatever it's been and he's just Super Bowl after Super Bowl and it just works. And you know, there was there was one play against the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl where, if you remember, everyone thought that Marshawn Lynch was going to rush, and they end up passing, and uh, whoever it was defensively jumps the route, intercepts the ball, the game was over. And in the interview at the end of the game, the guy says, the reason why I jumped that route was because we practiced that exact play every day for two weeks while we were preparing for the Super Bowl. Because Bill Belichick knew that when they got into a certain position, a certain down, that that was the play that they ran. And it's because he's just ahead of everybody else. Yeah. So when I read this article, it it literally, and you guys joke about baby Belichick. Dude, you're, Sean McVay has got he's a, got a way lot go. of books a to read. To he's go. got a lot of years to go. Yeah. So what Bill Belichick did, I'm just going to read you the first two paragraphs of this story. Yeah. It says, with the Patriots leading 33-0 to in the fourth quarter on Monday night, they took a delay of game penalty with their punt team on the field after the Jets declined the penalty, the clock started again and the Patriots punt team waited until they were about to get another delay of game. Then they false started. The Jets declined the false start penalty as well. The clock started again. And then the Patriots finally punted when the Patriots third down play ended. There was 11 Oh five left on the clock in the fourth quarter. When the Patriots actually punted, there was nine minutes and 43 seconds remaining. The whole play uh, clock. I'm um, sorry. The whole point of the play clock is so that teams can't take more than 40 seconds between plays, but they ended up taking a minute 22. And it goes on later later in the article to say that Bill Belichick. The camera panned over to him, and he was smirking. Yeah. And he had found this loophole in NFL rules, but he was waiting for it to play out in a game that didn't matter. So when you're up 33 to nothing on a Monday night game, it's yeah. it's the single stage. Everybody's watching. Yet, whether he does it or he doesn't do it, he doesn't look like the asshole because he's already up 33 to nothing. Sure. So he does this to make a point to the league. This is a loophole of the rules that you have to fix. Who the hell oh, figures that out? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So when I read this, I thought to myself, I was like, dude, look, John Gruden, Sean McVeigh, everybody's playing, you know, yeah. they're,
0: they're not playing chess, man. They're playing yeah. checkers. Yeah. He's, he's just above everyone else in that league. The guy knows his stuff. Can't deny that. No, Ugh. I wish
1: he was the Raiders coach.
0: I uh, <laughs> let me ask you this: as long as we're talking about the Patriots, the hated Patriots, uh, Tom Brady's got what? A couple more years, maybe?
1: <laughs> I said like five years ago. I said he's got two we, years. We, yeah, so, we said that. You know what? It, it, he'll knows? play till he's fifty. I mean, yeah. at this point, he he's would. not getting touched.
0: Do you? Okay, then two questions: Do you think he finishes his career as a Patriot? And second, does Bill Belichick keep going after Brady retires?
1: I think that Tom Brady finishes as a Patriot. I think that I think that Belichick, because I do believe that there is an ego associated with uh, these wins yeah. that everybody ties it to him and Brady. Yeah, the combo, and, and I think that. A couple years ago, Belichick lost the because he wanted Jimmy Garoppolo, if you guys if you remember, yeah, he wanted to he wanted to to, sh- to ship off Brady somewhere else and he wanted to sign Jimmy G as their main guy, and then he wanted to win continue to win with a new quarterback because now the narrative changes now it's yeah, Bill Belichick has now won with two regimes with two quarterbacks. but you know, when Tom Brady ended up winning that power struggle, those two will be tied at the hip. So I think that, when Brady does decide to retire, I do think that Bill Belichick will stick around for a couple
0: of years and try to win at least one more Super Bowl. I I think you're probably right. Is he the most important part, part of that uh yes. relationship? Absolutely. Yeah. He
1: is. <laughs> I I think I think you could put Derek Carr in that position and I think they would still be
0: winning Super Bowls. Yes. I don't think that's unrealistic. Wow. Ah, oh, I hope they lose though. <laughs> <laughs> It's not looking like it's going to happen, though. They are a juggernaut not to be stopped. Benjamin, uh, you have two options. All right. We can end this podcast right now and be at 30 minutes. Okay. Or... We can talk about brewing alcohol in your gut.
1: Well, first of all, you already teased all the other stuff, so we would be disappointing the listeners if it, we stopped at It would minutes. be
0: a, di- a massive disservice. But
1: I do like that we're talking a lot of topics and we're sticking and moving. We're yeah, not just sticking yeah. with one topic. Like, yeah, so. we're,
0: we're moving all over the place. Hey, uh, I'm in a good, good mood, stuff. so let's keep going. Oh, 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 all right. You heard it. Ben, who always wants it to be a half-an-hour podcast, chose to extend it out. Let's talk about your... Uh, the, the human body. Let's talk about anatomy. Yeah. First time we've talked about anatomy yeah. uh, on this show, I, I believe. Um, so you found this article. I did. What the heck is this? I read it, and this is pretty awesome.
1: All right. So so a guy, and I don't know where it was. I'm sure it said in the article, you know, what city. But he ends up getting pulled over by the police. And they, the police officer believes that he is intoxicated. So they remove him from the vehicle and they run him through the the field sobriety tests, and uh, they have him blow through the breathalyzer and they determine that he is in fact drunk.
0: He by quite a bit. Yeah, like so, he's well over the legal yeah, limit.
1: Uh, it was uh, they didn't give an exact value, but they said it was between. Well, they gave it in milliliters, and they yeah. said which was between 0.15 uh, percent and 0.2 percent. Yeah, and so if you think about. You know, the, you know, here in the United States, where driving drunk is .08 percent.
0: Practically double. That's,
1: that's twice, almost three times the legal limit. Yeah. And the guy was, I mean, when he goes to court, he fights it and says, "Listen, I have not had a single drink." But obviously, you know, test doesn't lie. He had alcohol in his system, so yeah. nobody believes him. So a little while later, he hears about a court case where a lady from a different city, probably a different country, came across the exact same thing. So somebody from the guy's family who who initially was arrested says, why don't you bought him a breathalyzer and says, just, why don't you just take it throughout the day? Because if you really didn't drink it, then, you know, we need to figure out what's causing it. And so anyway, throughout the day, he would just take the breathalyzer and he would actually have some residual alcohol in his system. And it would spike after he ate a dinner that was high in carbohydrates. So... What after all these tests and and all these doctors looking at the system, what they ended up finding, was he had a particular strain of yeast in his stomach, that when combined with sugars and high carbohydrates would actually ferment inside of his stomach, <laughs> create alcohol, and because it's the toxicity of alcohol immediately absorbs into the system, he would become drunk. Yeah, and it was like it's like the perfect thing. Like, oh yeah. It's amazing. So I read this article and I was like I can't not bring this up. It's not sports yeah. related or whatever but I thought this is the coolest thing ever.
0: Well, I read it and and the first thing I thought which I think I'm sure you did too is how long before people start trying to recreate this disease.
1: Honestly, like and and it's funny I thought next time we go to the lake, instead of buying beer, let's just
0: do this. Yeah. We'll just we'll, eat sugar and cookies and yeah. we'll
1: try to get buzzed that way. Yeah.
0: Well, because <laughs> so, so they, in the article, it says he, he had taken antibiotics for, right, a, for three a, weeks a injured thumb or something like that. Yes. And with antibiotics, everybody knows it kills off the bacteria inside you, even the good bacteria that apparently we're supposed to have inside of us. Yes. And so that's what keeps that yeast and stuff at bay yes since that wasn't there it created this perfect environment for (laughs) for a a brewery in your gut so
1: essentially what the guy had to do was he had to get off of of uh, he had to eat a specific diet for a certain amount of time and flush the system and after a certain amount of time he was able to get rid of the yeast strain and then no longer had the problem
0: yeah but uh so it's not forever yeah it it wasn't cure it it but just, but
1: I mean so next time you get sick and you have to go to the doctor and get antibiotics you know if there's a little left over you know
0: just <laughs> just keep going keep going kill all that stuff out and then at
1: night and then eat just, a bunch uh, of cookies and yeah. some pasta and, and and let's see if you can do it there and you just go. keep it going for a few days yeah
0: for sure <laughs> so anyway just a <laughs> it, cool cool idea it it really I guarantee we're going to hear about people that are doing this on purpose trying yeah. to i mean that's a cheap Cheap high, yeah, right, yeah. As long as you got a <laughs>
1: copay for those
0: antibiotics, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh man, yeah. Well, good stuff. Yeah. All right, uh, Ben. Yeah. Do you want to wrap this up with? Uh, you have a question yeah. that you wanted to. Uh, well, it's,
1: ca- ca- to it's pose. a it's a question, and it's just sort of the state of of where we are as a society today.
0: Oh, this sounds deep.
1: So. Okay, I for many years uh, the company that I work for hosts uh, a softball tournament every year. Okay,
0: is it in China or Hong Kong? Uh,
1: no, no, okay. it's it's in Huntington right. Beach. Okay. Actually, I wasn't
0: sure where you were going with yeah, this. Yeah, no, because okay. if
1: it was in China, we wouldn't be talking about it. Got it. Um, <laughs> smart. Unless you're Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> um, yes. But anyway, so when I first started with the company that I work for, I would. Participate in this, and I used to love it. I used to, I'd play shortstop, I'd play third base, you know. I'd hit, I'd run, uh, and if they needed an outfielder, yeah, uh, I, there was I would I'd be fine to run and die for a ball. Oh, you love that stuff, you know, because I felt like I was more in touch with my athletic side. Sure, and you know when I when I initially got hired, I was 25 years old. Uh, you know, I just got out of swimming, and so you know maybe I, it had been years since I had played any sort of, you know, organized baseball, but I, I felt like my body was, you know, still able to do a lot of those things. So, uh, about, I want to say about 10 years ago, I, I stopped playing cause you know, the pe- the people that I would play with, they, they either moved on from the, the, uh, the team or the, the company. And I just lost interest and I haven't played in, in many, many years. And so I just recently got approached, by one of my friends who works at the shop, and he says, "Hey, you know, like, love to have you out." He's actually been asking me for the last couple of years, and it's it's rough because they're on Saturdays, and they are all day, like seven in the morning till nine at night, and for the what? for the whole tournament. Oh, for the whole oh. tournament. So it's like, but play, it's just like, like
0: one weekend, right? Is that what you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but
1: it's you play like four or five games, and yeah. you know, but you're there all day. Yeah, and so I, I've sort of had a hard time thinking in my own head like I don't want to ask the wife dude I'm already gone all during the week but if the girls get a little older and I'm thinking like they're starting to get to that point now where like I can play and it kind of makes me nervous because it's been so long since I've done that right like oh I- I've lost confidence in my ability to do Whoa. those things yeah and and so I think Hold back on and, like, a second oh, yeah go ahead
0: this can't be true it is true Ben Garcia yeah has not lost confidence in his abilities Yes, I have. Whoa.
1: Yeah. Well, because I mean, like, I'll, I'll, I'll give an example. If I, if I go out just to go for a three-mile run, I'm sore for four days, you know? Yeah. If, if I was to, to, you know, to die for a ball, I mean, my back might hurt for a month, yeah. you know? Like, it's so like my, so like, it's, when I think about, and when I was kind of trying to frame it from a sociological standpoint, like, your dad played softball probably into his 60s 70s 70s yeah he was still playing
0: at like 71
1: and and so like again it makes me feel like our generation is soft like i I, if all people i would be the guy that should lead the the, everybody and say come on let's go out and do it yeah and yet i find myself going "Ah, i don't know if i really want to go do it i don't know if you put me at shortstop if i would be able to Get one of those screaming grounders on a hop that isn't going to land on my face.
0: Well, yeah, no, a hundred percent. Your concern is real and, and should <laughs> and I was be validated. If you would have the same issue. Well, so here's the thing. So I, so my dad, we just mentioned. Yeah. Play, he pitched on a softball, slow pitch softball, into his seventies, and he was the guy that like everybody on all the other teams even loved him because he's this old guy and he's non-threatening but he's just he's just a badass yeah on the softball field um i would off and on sub on the team because i don't have the time to commit fully to you know playing slow pitch softball every week but yeah. i i enjoyed playing with my dad if i'm like if my dad's out there at 70 then i you know should at least be yeah. making an effort so I'd come play a season and then maybe take a couple seasons off. And as they needed me, I'd play. Well, there was a a long stretch where I think it was through college and and working and kind of finding my life and niche and whatever. And I moved up to L.A. where probably for, you know, seven or eight years where I didn't play at all, maybe subbed. A handful of times in that span, so yeah. really not a lot of playing during that time, where you're getting older and aging. Yeah, and you come back and and so now you haven't played. It's what did it's you been, say. It's
1: and, probably been ten years since I've put on a glove to play oh, anything okay. that's organized.
0: So so you were like early thirties. Yeah, I'd say early you played 30s the, last the last time. time. Yeah, yeah, you're still kind of in your prime,
1: right? So, but again, like I I started at 25 and probably played until I'm 30. So yeah. even though. You know, I, I only played a couple times a year. It was, it was short
0: durations between times sure. that I actually take but, the field. But when you're in your prime and, you, and you're still kind of in that range where you know what you're capable of, your brain knows, you know, is able to judge a ball. Yes, or or judge, you know, running, you know, running from if right. you can steal a base or, right. or, or something like that. You you know what you're capable of. Right. Now, fast forward ten years, you I haven't don't. played, and your body, my is mind, 10 years my older. body
1: knows, or my mind knows that I can do it, but yeah.
0: my body is not sure. No, and and no, it it can't. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna cramp up you're gonna pull something and you're gonna get hurt do you remember uh, when we were younger and we would laugh at all the old guys that were stretching and warming up and oh yeah. throwing yeah we're like i i mean i guess we'll do this because you know it's it, these guys are doing it but you didn't really need to do it right you have to do it agreed. at our age agreed it is imperative because i actually a few times uh it, it was a struggle i would typically play outfield and uh and it was a struggle judging the balls especially well, that, like a fly the... ball was tough even because yeah you think oh i can i can catch this and you realize nope i'm gonna have to one hop it and yeah and it's well, uh one hop it tough.
1: and then you know I, I i feel confident in in the sense that if i was playing outfield that i could stay in front of the ball if it lands in front of me i won't let it pass me yeah um I know that if a guy is, you know, going first to third that I could come up throwing yeah, and, and I know that I could throw the ball, but I would probably sail it, you know, like, oh, yeah. I have no judge of, you know, especially in the moment when you're well, reacting, but like how far to throw it, you know, what think, angle to let it No, you You
0: go. could still pull it off. I think, I think you could still do it, but you're going to hurt yourself yeah. because you're, you're driving like you're still a Ferrari. And now you're maybe, uh, you know, ah, Fiat.
1: Ah, you're 89 Mazda Fiat. <laughs> That's right.
0: Uh. <laughs> so but anyway. Still, I say you should absolutely 100% do it. Stretch beforehand. Yeah. Uh, prepare. Eat a good meal. Warm up extra so more than you ha- used to. So let me ask but you do this. Do it. So let me ask you this. So it's so like for
1: basketball, if you were going to play a basketball game, you could go out and you could shoot some baskets you can you know run lines and stuff like you could you could do things on your own and, and you're not going to simulate basketball but you could do things that are similar to it right but like with baseball you need someone to play catch with or you need someone to pitch to you so you can hit the ball sure. or whatever like at our age i i don't think i could find a single person i'm in you okay okay minus you let's do it i don't think i could find my, one person minus you that i could convince to go out and actually play catch with yeah me. that is sad in fact, I, I would I would go yeah, as far I, as to say that you and I, outside of you and I in this group of friends, are probably the only ones that have gloves, and that includes Darren, whose son plays baseball. Oh no, Darren has. Does a glove. Darren have a glove? Has okay, a glove. Yeah.
0: Right. I've borrowed it when I've gone to the house to <laughs> play catch with his son. No, he has a glove for sure. But uh, that is a good point. I feel like every. You know what, guys, take a note, write this down. If you don't have a baseball glove, go get one. Even if you never use it, you need to have it in the trunk of your car or whatever, just in case. I feel like that's a man law. We should just make that a thing. Yeah.
1: but My glove is in my truck right now.
0: Leave a glove, uh, a ball in it, just so that at any given time you're able to to play catch. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, I I feel like this day and age you need more playing catch. Yeah.
1: Well, so anyway, the buddy who had approached me about playing, he actually... When it's, he's a huge dodgers fan probably the big, one of the biggest dodgers fans that i know mm-hmm. he wants to play pay the the couple of thousand dollars i think it's like three thousand dollars to go to camelback ranch in like january or february to do the adult baseball camp oh <laughs> wow yeah so he was like and and you know he's 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 a little older than i am and he's like i want to get myself into shape so he's like i want to start going to the batting cages and start hitting like 40 50 50 you know 60 70 yeah so i told him i said listen man cuz we work together and we've got a, a batting cage that's you know two exits down off the 405 so i said you just let me know i'll go with you yeah and so you know like i just want a reason to go out and i don't think the hitting would be the issue to me it would be the fielding but you know i think in him i've got someone that maybe you know i could go out and just play catch with on you know a, on a lunch time or something like that so yeah. it, it kind of energized me it made me a little bit excited about playing baseball again and i went to go see Aiden Darren's son play uh, oh, this, this last weekend. weekend, yeah, and there is something about just the the magic of baseball on being a, in the ball on field. a summer evening yep. as the sun is setting. Now, I mean, this is October; it's not quite summer, but at ninety degrees, it has been. It felt real nice. Sure, it's it was just it was just pure. It was fun. Uh, it's something that, as an adult, I would like to get back to doing, and I wish that. You know, I could find a group of guys, you know, nine guys that could field a team and go play a bunch of other old guys, you know, and, yeah. and, and do this on a regular
0: basis. Uh, we should so do it. We
1: ought, to, we ought to try to put something like that together.
0: I am all in. No better stress relief than uh, in coaching. When Darren and I coached Little League, <coughs> after a long day at work, yep, and then you go to the ball field and play baseball with a bunch of kids, oh, nothing better yeah loved it well
1: anyway yeah that's Good all i had baseball. Man. just wanted to bring that up
0: love it well yes you should play and uh yeah grab your glove let's uh let's go play some catch in the front yard uh that's it that's it wow well 46 minutes and change that's, that's not uh, bad
1: not bad at all that's a lot of topics me part
0: of the I conversation like we powered through that yeah we did yeah well done
1: i don't think we need those other guys man. no let's just do no this you everywhere. know what yeah no, you're done <laughs> sorry we'll send your final
0: check we are out of here we are guys in shorts follow us on twitter at guys in shorts pod we're on instagram at that same thing hey leave a voicemail for us if you want to join our softball team 562-450-3356 it's happening we're doing it all right let's do it ben i love it um Be sure to review us wherever you're listening. Subscribe and uh, share the show with all your friends. Tell everybody about all the glory that is. Guys in shorts. Good show, Ben. Thank you. Always good to see you, buddy. Drink some more beer and play some catch. For Ben Garcia, I'm Jeff Wilson. Go Nationals!